Hey, I am Mustafa Sharif. Thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. And thank you for listening to the best of takeaway messages when it comes to COVID-19 cities. I'm collecting the best takeaways from the episode that got most views on different Urbanistica podcast platforms. Let's start with the CEO of Gale Architects in Copenhagen, Helle Stohol, from episode number 86, when we're talking about post-COVID-19 cities for people. Let's listen to her best three takeaway messages. Well, first and foremost, I think we need to um, we need to learn from our situation right now and uh, understand what is going on by being even more attentive to people's needs. So I would urge people to really focus more on uh, engaging people and learning from the use of uh, public life data. Secondly, uh, I hope that we can come out of this uh, crisis and build back better. So really think uh, differently about uh, how to implement sustainability uh, and to make sort of rapid prototyping of, uh, of what is working. Um, and thirdly, I think we need to learn new ways of collaborating, uh, new ways of, uh, of working. So I hope that we can see more change agents uh, out there. Again, I'm very inspired by uh, the young people and the, the demonstrations that we are seeing right now. That provides us a lot of hope. Well, great takeaway messages, by the way. And if you want to find the research, it's online on Gail's Architects homepage. Very interesting data, very interesting analysis and conclusions. And now moving from Copenhagen to Stockholm City in Sweden, listening to episode number 16. And it's about how will cities survive by Stefan Hetfors. Uh, three takeaway messages. I think... Um... The first one uh, that I talked about in the beginning here is, is really important to me. Is like um, change is never the problem. Speed is. So let's focus on speed. Um, let's focus on the fact that in a situation like this, in a crisis, let's just try as good as we can to just slow things down. Because if, if the crisis is too fast, then the suffering will become much worse. So change is never the problem, speed is. That's one takeaway. Another one is, um, uh, like I said, what I refer to as the 21st century problems. All of our big problems in the future will depend on one thing and one thing only, and that is our ability to collaborate um, on a global and borderless scale. And that will be very hard for a lot of leaders and a lot of people to accept. But in the end, it's going to be lose-lose or win-win. So that's the second one. 21st century problems depend on, on borderless collaboration. Um, the last takeaway, I would say that um, maybe we didn't talk about that too much, but I think that it's also to, to leave the listeners here on a positive note. I think that uh, the future is not good or bad. It's never a question of will it be good or will it be bad. Um, in the end, it's going to be about your thoughts, what you think of whatever. So one obvious example is this very moment. So today, right now, when we are sitting here, we, we realize that a lot of people on this planet are suffering and they are probably millions of people having the, the worst day of their life. So this is the worst day of their life. At the same time, 
there are millions of people right now in this very moment that are having the time of their life. They're thinking, this is the best day of my life. And that tells you something. That tells you that, okay, if this is the future from, from yesterday or from 10 years, this is the future. How did it turn out? Well, it's fantastic. No, it's bad. You know, it depends on what you think of this day. So you and I, we could be panicking and focusing on the virus and, oh, and are people going to die? You know, or we could enjoy the fabulous Saturday sunshine, you know, and go out and listen to the birds. And it depends. So in the end, the, the, the takeaway here is that um, the situation is always going to be in the end about um, your thoughts. So that means that no virus is going to be as important as your mental health. It's a mindset. The, the mental health and, and the way you approach life uh, is much more important than anything else because right. that will define what you think of life. I really recommend you to listen to the full episode. They are very interesting, very inspiring. And now moving to Andrew, episode number 17, about how can we keep the interaction in the city during the COVID-19 pandemic. Let's listen to his takeaway messages. My three takeaway messages would be, first of all, we need to reduce, minimize contacts that don't add any value, which means that you take advantage of technologies like uh, using phone apps for payment and so on, so you don't need to touch the dirty machines, and you find alternative ways to travel or meet that don't involve going into a crowded espresso house and on a crowded tunnel bar. There are a lot of ways. I can meet people who live near me going to the local park i can get on my bike and i can come downtown and meet you in some other park here if necessary we can do it and for people who don't like riding bikes and walking there are e-scooters there are e-bikes there are a lot of ways where you're not closed in and there's less risk with germs and things the second thing is we need to all get better at the way we use messaging and the way we use conference calls or video calls simply by learning some best practices because the traditional meetings are often ineffective. You could make those better, but when you move them online, they get 10 times harder. And one way to solve that problem is just to be better at doing meetings in the first place. So you need to plan the meetings carefully, limit the time, have a purpose, have somebody who's running the meeting, and you make sure it finishes on time, and you make sure that the conclusions are captured and distributed. So just by applying best practices to your messaging and to your uh, meetings, you can make online meetings very, very effective. And then finally, there is the big picture. Now here, this is more a job for prime ministers and administration and experts and so on. This I leave it to them to work out how to rebuild society, but everybody there can contribute in their own small way. If you own, for example, a hairdresser, you could ask yourself one day, what do we do when there's a pandemic? What do we do when there's no electricity? What do we do when there's no water? Just ask yourself a few hard questions because these things happen. And it can happen also in unlikely ways. Like I never expected that all of the air traffic in Northern Europe would be suspended because of a volcano. And so which meant that I had to cancel a lot of courses in the French business school because I could not get to France. The only option would have been to take a taxi from Stockholm to Denmark, which is a thousand euros, I think, each way. And I thought it's not worth doing that. Some people did it, I didn't. So we need to think, not think, oh, bad things will never happen. They do happen, and they happen in unexpected ways. We could have disorders, we could have strikes, we could have all sorts of things. So you need to ask yourself, if the road in front of my coffee shop is closed because of a, a riot or something, what do I do then? 
what if at the embassy next door there is a big uh, demonstration? How does that impact my business? So you need to, everybody can contribute in a small way asking, okay, what do I do if I have to work from home? What do I do if there is no school? What do I do in, just think of all the things that could go wrong and think of what you, you could do about it. Because then if everybody is doing that, that helps also the people who are thinking at a kind of national level. So there's a lot of things that other people can do. Like, for example, it might make sense that if you are building a new hotel chain, maybe somebody could explain to the architect how you could build a hotel which can be quickly converted into an emergency hospital in case of nuclear attack or pandemic. I don't know if that's feasible or not. It's not my business. But these are things which people at a higher level can take care of. But at our own kind of level, we can plan things as well and figure out how we're going to do stuff and how we're going to use our resources. Thank you so much, Andrea. By the way, Andrea is a great public speaker, great coach. I work with him in TED Talk Stockholm team. He's amazing. We call him for Google because he knows everything. Well, moving from Stockholm back to Copenhagen, talking with David Sim, the creative director of Gale Architects in Copenhagen. And this episode is the most listened episode in Urbanistica podcast. So this is the record. And I remember we recorded this when it was the the beginning of March, or sorry, the beginning of April, when was the coronavirus, and we did it a kind of by phone. That's why the, the voice quality is not the perfect, but the story is amazing. And you can listen to the episode and also watch it on YouTube. There is a video. So let's listen to David's three takeaway messages. Well, I guess I think they're the same. I think the answer are the same. I would say, think about living locally. Yeah. Like the values of living locally, the potential for living locally, and the things that work and don't work. And for me, this is a really great opportunity when, when we have this time of suddenly getting this very different perspective to really look into what works, what doesn't work. Um, and so, like, how do, does my environment allow me to live locally? How much and how much? So that would be the first one. Um, and the second one is the health one. Is this, what are the opportunities to live a healthy life? Um, to what extent is my built environment, my city, my town, my suburb, how much is that allowing me to live a healthy life? Or when am I denied that life? You know, this thing, can I get outdoors? Can I get physical exercise in an easy way every day? Can I come in contact with other human beings easily? And like asking those questions about, about your immediate environment, I think is, you know, is really, really valuable because I do believe that the built environment, the city has a potential to make uh, a platform for a healthy life, but it doesn't always do that. And again, I think to have some quite critical eyes, think, well, this works, this works, but this really doesn't. And the last one, I guess I say, okay, I'll, I'll take the same ones again, is think about the simple things. That simple things, um, the simple details. What do we value the most? You know, in this time, what 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 are you know the the most important things? Like I've discovered my my French window with a view out to to the. I, I, as I look out here, I can look over my computer, <laughs> laneway, and I see people passing, and people washing their walking their dogs. I can wave to the balcony lady. Um, it's the, I mean, just very simple details actually radically change my everyday life. Yeah, I think by being forced to be in one place, we're suddenly really focusing on those things, and just being aware. And I think maybe 
when this is over, there's a time for reflection. Okay, what do I want to make? What can we make better? Yeah. What can we make better? And what things can we get rid of? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important as we plan new places in the future, how can we pl- make sure that we are we future-proof places? We have to make sure how can can we live locally? Can we be healthy? Can we find simple solutions? Thank you so much, David. Very inspiring, very interesting. And by the way, read the book, Soft City, very interesting book. And also listen to the full episode of Urbanistica podcast, The Soft City and the Life in Between Buildings During COVID-19. Well, moving from Copenhagen back to Stockholm, we are moving back and forth between Stockholm and Copenhagen. Now we are talking to Doug Lansky, episode number 19, how to fix travel industry during and post COVID-19. And by the way, the episode is very interesting because also Doug, he got the coronavirus and thanks God he survived. Let's listen to his takeaway messages. Today's conversation, I mean, I think uh, it's it's really like, you know, if you're healthy, it wasn't so bad to survive coronavirus. You know, <laughs> Forty-eight hours of unpleasantness, and now it's okay. And I'm glad I got it over with. And hopefully, you know, if uh, if the government says it's okay, I'd love to start, you know, traveling again, and we could be a big new market for this. And then the other thing I think is that, you know, for for the different destinations to, you know, figure out how to keep their lights turned on, and also how to kind of market to people like me who've now gone through this um and then boy you're gonna have to help jog my memory uh on what you feel is the most important stuff i mean i think i think what i'd like to do is get back to helping these destinations which is you know sort of like with my ted talk video which is to figure out what it is that they actually want from tourism and then once you figure that out it's a lot easier to get it a lot of places are walking around just thinking they want more tourists and that's not actually what they want when you start asking the right questions. Um, so I think that's where I'm really trying to get to is get back to that. And, and we'll get there eventually, hopefully sooner rather than later. Thank you, Doug Lansky. And also we recorded this episode by phone. That's why the sound quality is not the best but also again listen to the podcast to the episode very interesting you will find many interesting and inspiring parts of his journey from getting the coronavirus and further how he will enjoy traveling even when it's corona in different countries well let's move to the next episode and it's episode number 74 from the founder of Gather Festival and the Underbridge nightclub in Stockholm, Jakob Grandin, when they just canceled the festival and closed the nightclub. So it was a very tough time for them. Uh, I'm very grateful that he gave the time to record the episode. And by the way, very interesting reflection in this episode. So don't miss it. Listen to it. Let's listen to Jacob three takeaway. So first of all, opportunity. These times are for opportunity. Uh, this is a good time to, to, to seek opportunities into this. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, the, the second part is reflection. It's time to reflect. Uh, reflect on who you are and what you are in, in today's society. Uh, if, you already, if you don't already have a, a, a path, discover it. Uh, then discovery is also a, a thing into this. Okay. So there's an opportunity to discover slow and fast in these times. Nobody's going to blame you if you do wrong uh, in these times um, or if you do good. Um, you know, uh, it's, a, it's, an, 
it's a really good opportunity to, to take small risks um, and to challenge uh, and to reach out. As we say, the, the whole world is located uh, just one button uh, away. Um, that's unique. And nobody, uh, or the half of the world, I, mean, <laughs> I would say. And, and people are not busy with, with doing things. People are, are busy of, of having these type of conversations. Wow, very thoughtful. And thank you so much again for listening to this episode of Urbanistica podcast. I hope you enjoyed the summary of best takeaway messages, hashtag COVID-19. You're very welcome to go back to listen to the full episode and also reflect, share with us what you think. We're available on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Just feel free to share your reflections. And also don't forget to share it when you listen to it and mention Urbanistica podcast. Thank you so much again. Please don't forget to follow on Instagram, subscribe the YouTube channel, and let's get in touch. I am Mustafa Sharif. Keep up the good work. Keep loving cities and see you in Urbanistica podcast season number two.